Welcome to City Hill's first ever silent church service. Now, I am praying for the grace of God that we have really good phone reception at Metro and that the um, Wi-Fi there is doing, doing good. I hope you guys are great. This is week six in the Artifact series. And I'm totally stoked to be doing this with you guys. Um, it wasn't actually, we're not doing this because um, a guest speaker said, no, I refuse to speak on the outer court. We are doing it this way because actually I didn't want to let anyone else speak on the outer court. <laughs> real talk, real recognize real. That's what I didn't want to do. I wanted to do this one because this was the one actually I've been looking forward to probably more than all of them, if I'm totally honest. Now, I've had a crazy week. It's amazing what can change in a week. Um, I've upgraded with Vodafone. If you didn't listen to last week's talk, that will mean nothing to you. That's a huge deal. But if you notice with the iPhone colors, right, it freaked me out because I was totally going to go for the rose gold. But then I started thinking about this series and the metals that are involved in the um, artifacts in the tabernacle. And I was like, rose gold looks a little like bronze. And that's kind of like the judgment area. So I'm out. And then I thought gold. And then I thought, dang, that's like the holy of holies, right? And um, so I was like, no, I don't feel like I'm quite comfortable there yet. Um, I am, I'm just messing. So I've gone for silver. I've gone for a silver iPhone 6. Living the dream, love it, and you're being filmed on it right now. I'm being filmed on it right now. Of course you're not being filmed on it right now. That would make no sense and would be an amazing tech, high-tech moment where I'd be filming you guys from the past into the future, but this is kind of the present for me because I'm here and now, but you're not. <sighs> Mind blown. So with all that said and done, let's get down to business. So the outer court. The outer court is a space. Yeah. It's space. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about a space that was created um, around where the tabernacle was actually housed. Um, there's a few items that are in the outer court and we've spoken about some of them. Um, but what I want to focus on is there is this wall. So right at the center of the children of Israel, as they've come out of slavery, this new identity, this new way of living, these new artifacts, which are kind of there to kind of teach them a whole new way of living, right? As we've been talking about all these weeks, um, there's this space and there's this wall built around it. And the wall around it has a gate that is east entrance facing, like Eden, so the reminder, the language there is the same again, that basically at the center of everything, you've got all the people on the outside around it um, living in their tents. And then there's the tabernacle where God is living among them, his tent in the middle. And there's this kind of fence around it, this reminder that they are not living in their home. This reminder that there's this separation and that God promises a way back for them. And so you have this, Barrier, which just screams of holiness. That's the whole point of holy. It's a barrier. It's a separation. It's an issue of a divide. 
It's an issue of something being in the way, something being separate. And um, that's what they have. They have this barrier up around where God is. And this kind of filters back to Eden, but God called for intimacy with them at a mountain and Moses went, but everyone else was too scared. And so they live with this. Yeah, we kind of want him here, but they're kind of a bit scared of this kind of God. And so you have these progressions that we talked about, the metals, the bronze, from the place of judgment, moving into another level of intimacy to the next area. When the early area of the tabernacle, you'll have like silver items, etc. And then you get to gold in the Holy of Holies and a few other items that are just the other side of the curtain that are also gold because of the closeness and the intimacy of those items towards what they speak of who God is. Okay, so we have this separation issue. Um, it also serves a reminder of the Garden of Eden. We've got to remember that with the whole east-facing entrance. Um, but you know what's funny? People are often, I find, comfortable with the outer court, right? There's a familiarity with it. It's kind of, it's kind of intimate, but it's not the real level of intimacy. So only like once a year would a priest enter into the Holy of Holies and he would come with a cloud of incense swinging around him to kind of like create a barrier. Even while he's there, he's trying to create a barrier. He's trying to create a divide because he knows of the holiness and he knows he can't stand. And, he, and in the way into a much later time period, um, they would have a rope tied around the high priest's ankle when he would go in there just in case he died in there. They could pull him out because um, you can't stand before God and in his presence. So it's this big kind of stuff going on. Now, 480 years, 480 years after Egypt, Solomon builds his temple. His temple's built. And so they have these whole um, new levels to it. It's the same idea. It's the same gist. Solomon initiates building a temple, something that his, his father wanted to do, David. Um, Solomon's king. 480 years later, this thing gets done. And he sets everything up based around this original tabernacle, these items, everything hinges on it. Um, and also God responds to it saying he affirms it. So Solomon initiates this and God kind of speaks to Solomon saying like, cool, okay. Um, and he gives the same promise. Keep these instructions, stay with that and I will be with you. So it's all about God living among his people. And that is what life is about today. It's about us engaging with God, God living, being a part of our lives, living with us. That's what his plan has been. That's what he's all about. And that still continues with the temple. But it is in Matthew 21. We're going to be looking at and focusing today. A key moment. Now, this isn't Solomon's temple. That got destroyed. This is Herod's temple. And it was a sight to behold. It was amazing. And um, what we have is we have the build-up to Passover. Days leading up to it. We have this amazing entry of Jesus coming in. You know, the whole on a donkey. The whole Hosanna, son of David, set us free. Um, we've all kind of heard that story. We've sung those songs. Some of them, which were amazingly powerful imagery, was containing those songs, but not the greatest lyrics or tunes, um, but still, we've been there. And as he comes in off this triumphal 
entry, a lot of people would have been hoping there was one or two directions he could have gone. And one would have been to head straight to the Roman garrison. And people, as they're shouting, son of David, set us free, are probably hoping he goes there and kicks some butt. That's probably what they're really looking at. And that's probably what they think will be the highest priority of the Messiah. And Jesus doesn't. He walks in the exact opposite direction to the temple. And he kicks butt there instead. Which for a lot of people would have been like, oh, plot twist in the movie. Never saw that coming. And he just kind of does this. So in Matthew 21 verse 12, and Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who sold and bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. I don't want no pigeon. He'll be the one to get them. Don't love them. Me. He said to them, it is written, my house should be called a house of prayer, but you make it a den of robbers. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things he did, and the children crying out in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. And they said to him, and they said to him, did you hear what these are saying? And he said to them, yes. Have you never read out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies? You have prepared praise. And leaving them, he went out of the city to Bethany and stayed there. This is actually a key passage in the life of our church. And there's a number of reasons for that. When we talk about the outer court and we talk about the temple, we're actually talking about the only place within this building you and I would be allowed. You see, they had this tribal mentality and you had the 12 tribes of Israel, but then Israel together as a larger tribe, as one people. And their mentality is they're in and you and I are out because I don't think anyone there this Sunday is of Jewish background. If you are, welcome. Great. You could have gone in. But for those of you that normally attend, that I know do not have Jewish background, and though I am told on a daily basis I look like a rabbi, I'm not actually uh, Jewish. So, that leaves us with a big issue. So, the only space in the whole temple where the Gentiles could come and pray, and Jesus enters the temple drives out all who sold and bought in the temple, overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he said, it is written, my father's house should be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. You have made it a den of robbers. City Hill Church is a church that acts in the way it acts because Jesus turns over tables. City Hill Church is a church that acts the way it acts because of the situation we find ourselves in. City Hill is the outer court. It is the place where those who do not know him are welcome and can come and can explore who God is. We are not a place that sets up barriers that says you don't belong here. You don't belong here. You do this. You've done that. Uh-uh. No, that is not who we are. We have created a space. 
And within our society, there have been those who have set up stalls selling pigeons. There have been those using his house and made it a den of thieves. And sadly, it is because of this minority, this group of televangelists and preachers that have made it all about them gaining wealth for themselves and ripping off and robbing everyone that we have had to turn over tables. And the table that we have turned over at City Hill is one that has been a high cost for us as a church in the mission God's called us to do. And for me personally as an individual, starting this up from nothing. It has been a huge cost to us, but it's one I believe in because I believe Jesus has called us at City Hill to turn over the tables. I believe he has called us to create a space in the outer court that we are the outer court, that people can come and they can engage and they can encounter the gospel of Jesus Christ afresh without having to list and meet all that baggage. Because so many millennials, when I looked at different studies, different surveys, when I checked out the conversations I had with those who were far away from church, those who packed it in, those who left it, those who wanted to leave it. One of the most frequent things that I found people saying was among millennials, which are the target group of people that at City Hill we are aiming to try and connect with, though we want to reach with everyone and anyone, is that majority of them were talking about the issues of money in the church. Now at City Hill, because of this reason alone, we have not taken up a single offering. We've been going since February 2013. And in all those Sundays, not once have I passed around a bucket. Not once have I done an offering talk. But the key thing, this has to be addressed. And the reason this has to be addressed is because the artifacts wouldn't be made. If before God, they didn't say, this is what God wants to do. Hey, who's in with giving some gold? Who's in with giving some bronze? Who's in with giving some silver? Hey, who's got the threads that we have that we create the fabrics to create this, which became a centerpiece within their society, which brought transformation, healing and wholeness to people's lives. Are you hearing me? And the sad thing for us as a church is, you know what? It's not wrong for churches to talk about money. It's not. Loads of my mates' churches do it. And loads of pastors think I'm crazy that I chat to. They think I'm crazy that I haven't taken an offering. And they even have a go at me and they attack me and they gun me. But you know what? I know what happens for the type of people that we are called to reach and that we are called to love and to serve. I know we need the money to do the things that we want to do. I know we need the money to grow to the kind of place we want to be that reaches and transforms lives and solves real practical issues. I know that. I know it. But I also know the damage in our society that's being done with guys selling pigeons. You you don't have to go far. You can see it on Facebook. You can see it on Twitter. You can see it on Instagram. You can see it on God TV. You can see it on all these different channels and mediums of communication where it's just selling, 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 plug, plug, plug. And you know what? There are some guys doing some great stuff. But there's a lot of guys out there that are just robbing. And they're making the house of prayer, the space, the outer court that was created, that those who did not know him could come and pray, that those who were not Jews could be in that area and pray and connect with the Father. That's what the outer court was about in Jesus' day. And if you notice the very next verse, there are blind people getting healed in the next verse. Because when you create space in the outer court, the mission of God flourishes and people get healed and people get set freed 
and lives get changed and people look at the world, they look at their finances, they look at their spouse, they look at their kids, they look at their friends, they look at their family, they look at the world around them completely different because they've encountered and they've met with Jesus in the most amazing way. But that only happens when you create space for God to move, where you remove the robbery. And so at City Hill, we haven't taken up a single offering. And we will continue not taking up an offering on a Sunday until we believe God says that it is okay to do so. And that sadly means the mission suffers, just like in this story. The mission suffers because of clowns, thieves, robbing the people. Robbing the people because of these clowns. These clowns ain't loyal. These robbers ain't loyal. And some of these preachers, sadly, they ain't loyal. And it breaks my heart and it breaks the heart of God. But we have to be people that create space in the outer court. We have to fight for our lives as a church to make keep making City Hill a place where people can come and encounter the goodness of God. A space that doesn't get filled up with anything else. Because there are some churches where it's about the money. But there are other churches where different types of things fill the outer court. There are churches where the agenda of themselves and their own identity and their own habits and culture stand in the way of the mission of God being fulfilled and of people being reached. There are ways that we can be tempted as a church to move away from being an outer court church that God has called us to be, a place that enables us to create this space. Now, what does this mean for us? Because obviously I've talked about things today which are thousands of years old. What does it mean for us? You know what's amazing? And you know what is so amazing? And I mean this, I really mean this. Is that over the last month, I think in terms of giving from people that come to City Hill, I think it's been probably the best month we've ever had. And I'll be honest, that isn't that groundbreaking and that amazing. For other pastor friends of mine, they would literally just laugh. But that's what's been amazing about it for me. Because I'm speaking about this at a time. And God knows the timeline of the series. And I haven't said anything to anyone. And it's just happened. And for me, this week has been so special because I've been sitting there looking at the account. And I've been saving money aside for the mission of what God has called us to be. I've been putting money into a saving account that we can do what he's going to call us to do in a year's time that he is calling us to do exciting things and the money's getting put aside put aside in, in, in the savings bit and we're doing the minimum we can and you know what else is amazing I'll tell you what else is amazing Fran is such a blessing to us and please everyone show her love and Teddy love today because they allowed us to meet there when no one else in Clapham would and they allowed us to use their restaurant as an outer court to see lives changed 
And I know from conversations I've had with people that attended City Hill before that aren't there now and people who are there now that I know it's changed their life. And that's only possible because one crazy woman in Fran allowed me to do church in her restaurant. She's allowed us as a family to be there. How amazing is that? And you know what else is amazing? There have been three occasions now when I've said to Fran, we need to give more money because what we give is a joke to you. And all three times she refused. Until the third time, I said, well, regardless of what you say, I'm paying you more money. And do you know what's funny? I started to, we started to pay a little bit more. It's still nothing. There's no other place in the whole of Clapham we could meet for the price that we give to, to, to the restaurant there. Nowhere else in Clapham. Nowhere else. But you know what? Doing the honourable thing, not waiting for her to raise it, but to go to her. God has honoured City Hill and our money has increased since taking that step of faith. And I, Fran said to me, only give it if you can afford it. I said, you know what? Every week I will give you the money and if I can't afford it, I'll say it to you and I'll pay the original price. Do you know what? When I said that to her, I knew already that the amount of money we had coming in each month wasn't enough to pay the increase. But you know what? We haven't missed a single week and we paid every single week at the price that I met with her and said to her to pay extra. Because I believe in a God who honours and I believe in a God who says thank you and I believe in a God who is good and is faithful. But I believe that that is the bare minimum and I believe that God is going to do some great things for us as a church. I'm excited about what he's going to do. But we are an out-of-court church. I want to encourage you that we're going to continue being an out-of-court church. That this is a space for us for our friends, for those who don't know him, can come and encounter him in a life-changing, liberating way. What does this mean for you and for me? It means we need to ask the question, how can I give towards the mission of what God is doing here? Um, But the great thing is, if you want to, do it. If you don't, don't. There's not going to be a pot going around on a Sunday. That's for sure. So if you want to give, you've got to find a way to give. You've got to find a way. You've got to chat to me, message me, whatever. Give on the website. Cool. There's no chasing here. The second thing it means is this, is that every one of us has to ask the question, am I a part of the tables in the way? Am I in the way? Am I stopping my friends coming and encountering the good news and liberating message that Jesus has because I'm not inviting them in the week? Am I a table that's in the way? Have I set up my stool? Am I filling the space that God has created for people to have life-changing healing because I'm in the way? You don't have to be talking finance to be in the way. There's so many ways that I'm in the way and I know it. I'm sure there are too. Take time out to think, how am I standing in the way? Do you know what's beautiful? As soon as all of that was removed and whatever is in the way in your life and whatever is in the way in my life and us as collectively as a church, as it's removed, you know it's great in the passage we read in Matthew the blind were healed lives were changed because the space was created let us all be united in keeping the space at City Hill holy to God set apart for his purposes how exciting is that ah that's why I didn't let someone else speak today you may think this talk sucks you may not but I doubt there's many people who are passionate on speaking on the outer court as I am because <laughs> I really care about it and I believe about it. I love you guys. I'm going to pray for us and that's it for today. 
Father, I thank you for everyone that's there. I'm guided that I'm not there, but I'm also very excited about being at um, King's Church talking about the Kamashima drama. Um, I pray at both churches that lives will be changed today. I pray um, that you would bless us. I pray you minister to us. Father, speak direct to our hearts about the areas and the ways in which we are in the way and how we can be removed. We love you, Lord God. We worship you. Help us to be a part of creating space that people's lives may be changed for your kingdom, for your glory, forever and ever. Amen. God is forgiven. He's here to forgive us. He loves us. He's for us. And he wants to tabernacle among us. He wants to live among us. And he wants that space to be made that out of that life will flow out of us and into those around us. Have a great week, guys. And I tell you what, I'm gutted I'm not there. But it makes me so hungry to be want to be with you all the Sunday after. I hope you've enjoyed the silent sermon. Um, make sure you feedback on the Facebook page, on the Twitter, on the Instagram. Hashtag CityHillSW4. Um, email hello at cityhill.org.uk. Let us know about this. Because I'm looking forward to doing this a silent Sunday. And actually me being there as well. Which is going to be awkward watching a video of myself. I might just cry. But um, yeah, see you then. God bless. Peace.